Welcome to Color Him Dads with hosts Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Marvin, Jeanette, and their guests are here to provide tools to struggling fathers that will help them navigate systems and overcome challenges they face attempting to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. They're here to inform, encourage, and bring hope as they confront the epidemic of fatherlessness head on. Now, here are Marvin and Jeanette. Hey, welcome to Color Him Dads with your host, Marvin Charles, uh, coming from our studios located in Seattle, Washington, at our offices, uh, Divine Alternative for Dad Services offices, which again is, like I said, located in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm here today um, after a little bit of an absence uh, to talk about um, our 25-year history of doing dads in our community. Um, we're coming up on our 25th celebration um, where we celebrate fathers uh, who have um, turned it around. Uh, when I say turn around, what I mean is that um, at one point in their lives, they were not participating or connected to their children and by some reason or another showed up at dad's doorstep saying, I need help in restoring my relationship with my children or my family. And that's has been our specialty over the last 25 years with my wife Jeanette and I being the first clients, um, putting our own story together, our own lives together, our own children and, and whatnot, and realizing that um, we were part of a community and that community had other families in it. And what could we do if we were successful in navigating the waters um, of recommitting our relationship to our children and families and to our community what could we do to help other people? And uh, 25 years later, with pretty close to 5,000 fathers being seen, uh, 13,000 children being reconnected uh, to the relationship of their families and fathers, um, that was building community. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, but I'm also going to talk about the fact that um, there's still this epidemic of fatherlessness and what can we do uh, to continue to work on that. I, I think um, part of me, I can, I can become somewhat political, which I'm not trying to, but um, when you think about it, the biggest problem we have in our country today is not drugs and alcohol, it's fatherlessness. And I know that um, I probably could create some arguments around this. Um, but clearly through the lenses in which I see that the impact of fatherlessness is what led to all these other um, erodingments, the things that have eroded our society, I think the number one cause of it is fatherlessness. I'm only speaking from my own perspective, but Two blocks from my office is a street called Jackson. And there are, the drug epidemic is so visual when you ride down this street. And, you know, I have this 
hopeful this this dream of being able to uh, purchase a van and wrap it in our material and park it on that street. You know, the police have a van, a paddy wagon van that they park on that street. Uh, and 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 they have a job to do. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm not one of def- one of these defund the police kind of guys. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I thank God for police and the, the right ones do the right things. But I'm also thinking about an opportunity to wrap something that puts a phone number on and says, "Hey, do you want to connect with your kids?" And I don't think that there's enough opportunities for families to ask that question or to be asked that question. And so one of my hopes is that we could get to do that, park it somewhere, and give a phone number and find out how many people that want to be connected to their kids. I know when I was on drugs, I wanted to be connected with my kids, but I didn't think it would ever be possible. I didn't think that there was anybody who could answer the call. I didn't think that there was any organization or something that could lead me. There were organizations that said they could help me get clean, but after I got clean, what was I supposed to do? Well, most people would say, well, you did it. Yeah, but you just don't understand the hurdles that it took for me to do that. And so what my wife Jeanette and I learned from navigating those waters and overcoming those hurdles were things that we said if we had an opportunity to help families navigate those waters that we would do it. And by doing that, what we would do is reduce or eliminate some of the hurdles that families are faced with. And that's how dads came into existence. Well, I don't think that problem has went away. What I think is that there are nobody asking those questions. And if there were people asking those questions and people or there are people looking for answers for those questions, that we've created an organization that could help people get those answers to those questions. Uh, I'm sure we won't have the ability to answer every last one of them, but I sure like to give it my best shot. Give it a damn good try and see what comes out of it. Because it's, 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 I always say this, um, you never seen a commercial on TV telling people where to buy good drugs, but everybody knows where to buy them, Right. So um, to me, it's the same thing. You have good help. You don't have to even advertise for the good help. Now, if you do the right thing, the great work, people will find you. People will want to do it. They will want to ask. So that those are some of my um, um, desires. Uh, hopefully, before the year is out, I'll be able to create that opportunity. But again. Um, wanted to just talk a little bit about the last 25 years of doing this work. I have to be very honest with you. I did not see 25 years. I did not see it. In fact, I was told when we came up with this idea and asked a friend or two to help us tell us what it looked like, if it was even possible. I remember my one friend told me, yeah, that's a pretty good idea and it might work, but you're probably going to get just 10 years out of it. And what did I know? I didn't know if he was telling me what I could or couldn't do. I just knew once we got to rolling our sleeves up and started doing the work that, lo and behold, we looked up and 25 years later, we're still able to do the work 
There are still people coming through the door saying, can you help me? And there's today we have two sites and 10 staff. And I do see that um, multiplying, growing, uh, because there are people who do have a desire um, to want to, like me, I messed up. But if you give me that shot and that opportunity to restore, then I'm going to do everything in my power. And I, I know that I'm not the only one that fell, feels that way. Um, again, I told you, not far from my office is um, a college and a street. And it if you look down, you could literally um, cry about what you see. Sometimes I uh, catch a flight, different parts of the country, and I have this weird thing I do. I always get a rental car and drive to the impoverished part of the city. And I do that because I was told when um, dads got started that there was something, there, that, that there should be something like this in every urban center in this country. And I was foolish enough to believe that. So I would always go and look to see if that was even a uh, uh, possibi- possibility. And I would drive in these communities and I'd pull up to the corner store. Uh, they have them all over the country, and especially in urban communities. And uh, in the wintertime, I would always see a group of men standing around a barrel that was fire was coming out of it. And uh, I always contributed to that. Each one of those men who were standing around the barrel had at least three to four children. And where were those children at? I thought about that all the time because I remember being one of those men standing around the barrel and, and having the same questions asked about me. So um, in my motivation to doing this work, I've been doing it 25 years. I don't know how much longer I've got it. In fact, what we're doing is training staff now. I have two people on my team that um, um, that are helping me to transition. And at some point, I will have to transition out. Of, but we have some people who will be able to step in place. I have a young man who came right out of prison and been working with me for about seven years now. He leads our office in uh, in another county, Pierce County, um, doing a great job. He gets it. He worked to get back into the lives of his children. Um, I have another gentleman who, um, for the last three years, have been following in my footsteps. And so I'm, I'm very confident that this work is, and, and these guys get it. So I know the work is available. I know the work is there, plentiful. And I think I'm foolish enough to believe that there are a lot more guys who have the ability to understand the, the necessities of this kind of work, reestablishing your relationship with your children and your families. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm foolish enough to believe that there are quite a few more guys that would be willing to sign up or line up to be able to do this work. Now, let me let me go back. I kind of keep digressing. Um, let me tell you about 
uh, what we've been able to do over the last 25 years. We, we wrote a book seven years ago, eight years ago now, that told a little bit of a story how we came into the existence of uh, this lifestyle. First it was drugs and alcohol, then it was having children, and then it was not being responsible and children trying to um, live a life um, that was totally opposite than the lifestyle that we live today. And not knowing any difference, we, we were addicts, we were um, having children and trying to do all the norms and which it was impossible to do. So at some point, um, we had to surrender. I had to surrender. Shortly after that, my wife had surrendered for the fifth time. Um, and now we have uh, children. Uh, I, I had my seventh child in the midst of all of this, and three of them had been born with crack found in their systems. And so there was just this whole thing that we just needed to do and get it right. And so I had no clue, nobody there to guide me. I grew up in the foster care system myself. My wife had a single father who put everything he could into her. Um, but now, now it's time to be called on the carpet. Now it's time to realize what what do we do to manage and take care of these children that we that we have that we're faced with raising and me having no background i didn't know what to do in fact to be honest with you i kind of leaned on my wife who had the essence of our father in her life and um and it's funny but you learn what to do with what you got and all I know is I had four children who were waiting for me to come home from work, uh, along with a wife who was managing the household while I was at work, and we had to make some real clear decisions. I had a wife who said, no, nah, I don't need you to take care of me. I need my own money. But because daycare and having a place for the children to be didn't afford that opportunity, I just told her, listen, it's not that important to me. You, which, here's You're my wife. Here's your name on my bank account. Do, spend, do whatever you want to do. I knew she wasn't foolish with money or anything. So we did that. But here's what happened. Put her name on my bank account and the CPS, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, the child support came and took all my money out of my bank account just because her name was on the account. That's crazy. Huh? Well, not really because my children were in foster care. And what I didn't know is what most people don't know is that the system is as such that um, they had been paying the foster care family a monetary stipend to watch over my children and then, um, and then charge that money in child support to my wife. And we didn't know that. I didn't understand. Nobody explained that to us. But once, and now that the children are home and we're trying to take care of them and they take the money out of the bank account, now we don't have anything to take care of our, our children. And my wife spent some time talking about that with a caseworker. So they restored the money back in the bank account. And, and that was a great lesson 
that was a great opportunity to navigate some waters that we had never experienced. And there were a number of episodes like that, number of episodes like that, that we had to learn from. Well, in learning from, the difference right now was we took that information and figured out how could we use this information to help other families who were caught up in the same thing the same situation, who were being done the same way, but weren't being educated to why and how. And I don't think, uh, that was in 1998, I don't think systems were accustomed to giving information to families who were caught in those situations. They They just weren't accustomed to that. So what happened was then we started classes we started teaching men. I'll never forget, we started going to the halfway houses where men were coming out of prison, wanting to connect with their families and children, but had to get a job because they're living in a halfway house. And so they have to pay uh, restitution. They have to pay their rent at the halfway house. And then child support is looking for something. And so what that information that Jeanette and I had compiled on how to help these families, we start going to the halfway house, teaching a fatherhood class and giving them information on how to navigate those same waters we had just navigated. And we did that for 15 years. And I'm telling you, men were coming out of prison, not with um, as much larceny when they realized that they had found a way to navigate certain systems that would ordinarily hold them back or tie them up or cause them to recommit and wind up back in prison. These were opportunities that we um, felt compelled to help fathers learn so they wouldn't repeat. I remember the first guy we we worked with owed $130,000 in child support and he went to prison, got out. He claimed he wanted to do the right thing. But the money he was making on his job wasn't giving him enough to do anything. So he picked up a sack again and then went back to prison. And when he got out, he said, look, I can't do this anymore. And this time, the information that Jeanette and I had learned, we were able to utilize that with him. He owed $133,000 in child support. My wife got his child support reduced to its original order, um, which was $11,000. And with that being done, he was he was elated enough to where he didn't let anything get in his way. I just saw some pictures. His kids were very young at this time. I just saw some pictures of both of his kids. One is in the military. One graduated from college and is a professional right now. And that would have never happened had he kept falling victim to the system and how it, it's just, it's, it's, it's remarkable when you see that if you help folks navigate systems, we call ourselves systems navigating, you help folks navigate systems, they turn about face. They, they, they do better because they know better. And so, 25 years of navigating these waters, we learned that we could build community. We could see community grow from what itself. I can't tell you, I can't begin to tell you about all the fellows and men that we work with 
and now having to see that their children uh, are now uh, grown and in and out of college and um, thriving, you know, with their own children and now having to be taught by their fathers and families. Uh, most of these guys are married in relationship, committed relationships and 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 raising families and and doing things that they never saw um the opportunity to i know within my own family um i just took a portrait of my grandchildren my wife and i and our grandchildren we have five grandchildren i never would have saw this coming 25 years ago literally literally i have Sons and daughters now I can talk to uh, about how to navigate systems. And I'm talking about just within the family. You're in a relationship. This is what you need to look forward to. This is what you need to make sure that you don't get caught up in. Don't let these systems put you, pit you against one another. This is the community that we're building, and now we now leave legacy in this community. And so I'm just uh, elated about what we've been able to learn in these past 25 years through this uh, dad's organization, through um, building community. I think I, I, I harp on that because I've seen it with my very own eyes, how the community has enlarged itself by just uh, a few guys trying to do the right thing. Tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take a break, and um, I'll come back to you and just give you some more my thoughts around the past 25 years of dads. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Color Him Dads, a new show on the Voice America Network will address barriers facing fathers who are struggling to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. It will speak to the epidemic of fatherlessness with real conversation and with real fathers. Color Him Dads, hosted by Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Podcast episodes are available weekly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Color Him Dads with Marvin and Jeanette. If you are enjoying today's episode, be sure to check back every week where they will tackle a new topic. Now, back to the show. Yes, so back, back from our little break. I just wanted to um, touch on another point in this 25-year journey. And uh, I think it's actually probably the most important part about this journey was finding other people who felt as compassionate about this work uh, that we do here at Dads. Uh, as I made mention, we have a staff of 10. Um, 
and I, I'll tell you, if you ever want to know how dedicated your team is, and and I, I don't call my staff staff, I call them team members. We're all part of this team, and this team has one goal, and that's, uh, again, to help <clears throat> uh, build community, to help put stabilization in these folks who come through our doors. Now, here's one of the things that we never expected in our 25-year journey, and that was the uh, outbreak of COVID-19, which, as you know, uh, shut this nation down. In fact, I can even go as far as saying it shut the world down. And, And we were Everybody was wondering how they were going to get through and how was everything going to stay above water and float and everything. Well, I, I have to be honest with you. We had no problem. We had no problem. And and I, I'd like to think well, one, of, one of the things that helped created us to not have any problem because everybody went to online. Churches went to online. Everything went online. And what I hadn't really noticed that my wife, Jeanette, created a platform years and years ago that reached out to men that could then do the work we asked them to do online. So some of the guys that lived in other states, some of the guys that lived in other, some of the guys who worked and couldn't get to this, Jeanette created a platform that they could get to us online. And now it's covid and now we're allowing God more people than ever to use this online platform to reach out to dads. So they literally, um, the only hiccup that we thought we might have was how could we get systems to honor um, the online platform? And my wife, well, when I tell you she's smooth as silk, she was able to talk to, I think it was, child support system and what we usually do when a person comes into our office they sign a release form and the release form <clears throat> gives uh the the agency permission to talk to my wife then that way she can easily walk the client through whatever obstacle they have now <clears throat> when she first brought um that conversation to the system they were a little standoffish. They were a little, well, I don't know. And she went to them and said, listen, the IRS allows it to take place when they file taxes every year. And the system said, wow, yeah, you're right. She said, well, let us get back to you. So within four or five days, they got back and said, you know, you raised a very good point. Yes, we could honor that. And so literally what it looked like was never going to happen, we found out that it happened and took off like a storm. We were able to send out for the first two years of the pandemic, send out these release forms. They would sign them. We would get them to do intake. We had created a brand new data management tool that allowed us to take information along with the information we were giving, compile it together, and send it back. And so literally we were keeping files um, on this platform that was giving us humongous uh, 
kudos for the work we were able to do. And we just, our team members learned how to do it. We did a training offsite and it got everybody up to speed in how to do the intake process uh, with these files. And there were a number of times we really had clients not even coming into the office. They would just be able to do all their work online. And I, I tell you that that helped us sail through this pandemic. We didn't miss a beat. And that's, you know, that's that 25 year journey that um, we just had not foreseen. We didn't expect, we didn't know. Um, I, I tell you, I was, um, I have the saying around dads and uh, all our team members know it. Um, for the last 25 years, we've been utilizing this theme. And that is, um, God told us, don't go looking for anything because what you need, I'll bring it to your door. And then the second one was, don't charge anybody anything for your services. And the third was, and what I give you, give it away. And so for the last 25 years, I've been able to walk through that. And that uh, pandemic was the test of all tests to give us the ability to know that we can arrive, we could go through. It, it's just been awesome. Um, our, our classes, um, where we used to take the classes uh, out into the community, um, we just got a new facility uh, November of 2021. And I got to tell you, this facility, uh, the last one we outgrew, we, we didn't have enough room for our, our staff. So we literally had staff sitting in a chair in our lounge area <laughs> doing work. Well, this facility gives us uh, a new look, a uh, parking garage, full parking stalls for our team members. Um, we have two conference rooms. One is a classroom where we now do our in-house classes, um, our parenting classes. Uh, like I said, I wrote a book seven years ago, and out of the book came a curriculum on how to be an effective parent, uh, and it's been working. We've 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 been teaching this class for about four years now, and it's got rave reviews. and uh, And then we uh, adapted another uh, situation. Um, it's called Story Catcher, where uh, we do a pre and post, and that is an opportunity for a young man to come in uh, and take a uh, tablet with a pre-recorded message on it. It's me asking them questions and they're responding to the questions. And to see um, this opportunity and that these Family members are now applying themselves to this. It's, it's again. It's we started in our living room. We started with two former crack addicts, and today now we are a thriving ministry that's trying to really make a difference uh, in community trying to really make a difference in community. 
Uh, we now have community members who are coming back to say, listen, I think uh, I can do this work. I can work with you. Uh, the thing that I'm excited the most about in our this journey of 25 years is um, as an African-American who grew up in this community, uh, I've watched uh, gentrification come in and redirect where I grew up, it, it, I'm, it's not familiar with me anymore. Doesn't look like anything that I recognize from where I grew up and how I grew up in this community. My kids, the community they grew up, my children, the community they grew up is changing, right? But what happens is you, you have to change at the time. I have grandchildren now who will probably one day be faced with the same situation. But you cannot let that stop you. You got to still apply yourself. And so what we've been able to do is derive from that an opportunity to create community no matter what it looks like. Give the opportunity to just thrive, pour what we know into our children and teach them how to thrive in no matter what it looks like. Uh, I turned 68 years old in April. My father just turned 89. And there's a, <laughs> there's a big difference. My oldest child is 37 years old. My youngest is 14. There is a difference, but guess what? I'm actively involved in their life. I'm here to be able to show them um, the the different nuances. Uh, they've seen their mother and father successfully run a, 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 an organization that has a budget of over a million dollars. Why am I saying all of this? Because it builds in what I didn't have built in when I grew up. And I think that that's the keys to the kingdom to help other communities thrive. I mean, we are faced with a drug epidemic in the whole nine yards, but families that are connected, and I don't mean just mother and father coming home every night, and uh, I mean really connected communication-wise. Um, I think dads is at the heart of that. The fathers that have come through our doors are wanting and willing to learn how to be communicators, effective communicators, to, to be involved fathers. And no matter what part of the city they live in or what they can't do, um, I, I told my daughter, I have a daughter who has a newborn, seven months old, and her significant other. And she says, Dad, it's so hard for people to make it here. Baby, it was hard for us to make it here in Seattle, but we did. And no matter where you go, it's going to be hard to make it, but that's what you do. That's what family does. That's what trying to make it work. That's what happens. And so I'm just remembering and reflecting on the fact that this organization, Dads, 
led led a community to a successful realm and it planted seeds of success just by willing to just do what you need to do. And as a father, I used to hear my, my, my wife talk about her dad and what he was willing to do for her. And she said, daily now, I didn't get it when he was putting it down or when he was teaching it to me, but I get it now. I hear his voice all the time. Well, that's what I want my children to do. That's the the emphasis I want dads to do. I wanted to leave that. I think our team members, their desire is to see that their families are, are well intact. And not all of them started out that way. But they see that this community has the ability to thrive just by getting up every day and believing that you can make a difference that community can be made different, that we don't have to get hung up on all of these circumstances and situations that we're faced with every day, but that we can look above and beyond that. That's my thing. When when I talk about looking beyond, you know, I, I'm hoping that we can see more dads' organizations, that the next 25 years will generate community in other communities that we won't have to look at the mistakes and the mess-ups that we did, but that we can take those mess-ups, turn them around to straighten up, and then apply ourselves to that. I'm telling you, I cannot wait to see dads' communities popping up all over this country. Now, I'm not saying, you, you're not hearing me, make sure you understand, you're not hearing me say dads is the wherewithal to every new thing. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that there is some work that can be done through this ministry that can help impact communities. And I believe that. I don't care what nobody says. I believe that wholeheartedly. You get a group of people together. I, I think I, I best say it this way. I'm just a nobody. But I'm a no I'm a I'm a nobody that knows somebody. And a nobody that knows somebody is better than somebody that don't know nobody. That's that's my point. All I'm saying is I believe that we're all at some degree a nobody, but a nobody that's willing to know somebody. And we can start right there. I, 25 years of doing dads, that's what we did. We started right there. And wo- and behold, lo and behold, look where we're at today. Um, we have the opportunity to impact communities, impact lives. And I'm just jazzed about that. I'm really jazzed about what the future looks like. Anyway, <laughs> I can get a little beside myself. So let me just say, I want to say I appreciate the audience um, that we've been able to um, be in touch with who tunes into this podcast, Color Him Dads. I'm just, I can't thank you enough to be able to spend your time hearing what's been taking place here at 
dads. I I tell you, I didn't know the first thing about the podcast platform. I just saw that it was things that people were doing, and I felt like I wanted to be a part of what people were doing, only to not so much pat myself on the back, but to expose people to the realm of what I believe could help, help turn this tide uh, in America from from my little standpoint, my little part in the vineyard. Uh, and I, I just, I still believe that. I still believe that it's possible. Now, again, the part or the component that I'm excited about is being able to bring what we do to the Hispanic population, to the Hispanic community, because I know they're faced with some of the same dynamics that the brown and black community. And I tell you, I, I God bless me with the treasure. Uh, I have uh, a team, two team members, a husband and wife team member, and the husband is black and the wife is Hispanic, and she speaks fluent Spanish. She's changed all our material uh, to where it can be understood in Spanish. We're starting to see a uh, Spanish population trickle into our door, and I'm excited about that. That's what the next 25 years look like to me, that we have these brothers coming in who are asking the same questions. You know, what do I need to do to see my child? What do I need to do to participate in the life of my child? Can you help me? Can you give me the tools? I, I'm, I'm elated. I'm ecstatic about that because that says what? It says we're making a difference. And I see that being the possibilities of dad. So, again, I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank the opportunity for you to be involved in dads. If you're interested, um, our website is www.aboutdads.org. Our office is located uh, 411 12th Avenue. Seattle, Washington. Our zip is 98122. Uh, Our phone number is uh, 206-722-3137. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. Um, We have our social media page, uh, Twitter account, and, and you, you, you all who are much more adverse than that would know how to find that. But um, look us up. See how we can be uh, of help to you. We are uh, coming up on uh, July the seventeenth. We have our fatherhood celebration, where we really, uh, for twenty plus years, been acknowledging fathers who have came through our class, came through our organization, has done a complete turnaround. We choose this night to really honor some of these guys. We pick 10 men who've excelled in our classes, who've excelled in putting their families back together, and we bring them before an audience of two to 300 people, and we really do acknowledge them, give them an opportunity. Some of these guys have never been acknowledged, and I, I, I know some, some, some folks kind of frown on that, but I'm okay with that. Because I remember when I first got my first plaque for just being an involved father and how proud I made me feel that somebody did care whether or not I was um, 
available. And so we try to return the same. So again, I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank everybody who took time out to kind of hear our podcast. Um, I can't thank you enough. God bless you and look forward to our next episode, uh, Color Him Dads, on the Voice America application. Talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Color Him Dads. We hope today's episode has helped with your own struggles. Be sure to check back next week for another new episode with Marvin and Jeanette. Until then, have a blessed week.